0: Good afternoon, Warriors. This is your host, Chris, of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. Before today's interview episode with Heather, I just wanted to highlight a couple days coming up of the month of May. This episode will drop on May 3rd, 2022. So, for the month of May is Mental Health Month, and for the very first week of Mental Health Month is Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. And of course, i like to stress in every podcast that I release that mental health is important year round, but the month of May is directed towards mental health specifically. And the very first week is for your children. So, you know, just make sure that they're okay. Make sure you give them the proper affirmations. Make sure they're not hiding anything from you. You know, be honest and open with your feelings. You know, of course, you have to discipline your kids here and there, but... Always at the end of the day, make sure that those kids feel love and make sure that they feel validated with their feelings. For the, the week following that will be National Mental Health Awareness Week, and that is May 10th to the 16th. So, again, Children's Mental Health Awareness Week is the 1st to the 7th, and then National Mental Health Awareness Week is the 10th to the 16th. Thank you guys so much for those who are tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Be well. Good afternoon warriors and welcome to another enlightening episode of the Mental Health Movement podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. Today we have a special guest who is both a holistic energy healer and a life coach. She takes part in the teachings to others on how to overcome anxiety and recover trauma without having to relive those painful experiences that caused it. Please welcome Heather Forrester. How are you Heather?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thank you for um, having me.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for uh, coming on today. It uh, means the world to me.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So for our listeners, um, can you briefly touch on what exactly a holistic energy uh, healing is and how how you came across this?
1: So um, basically, I was my whole healing journey kind of started. Um, I got involved in learning more about meditation. Um, so like, that's kind of where it started. And then, um, I did that for months and it just kind of slowly led me down this path of, um, I ended up like, what's crazy is a lot of the opportunities that came my way just kind of fell in my lap. I didn't really search for them. They just kind of appeared to me. Um, so it was, it was kind of crazy. So the very first, um, energy healing modality that I came across that crossed my path, um, was Reiki healing. So I became a Reiki master first, while I was also becoming a meditation instructor, while I was also becoming a a certified life coach. So I was actually in all three of those trainings at the same time. Um, So I knew that it was all kind of going to go together, but I just didn't really know how, right? Um, And then everything just started kind of um, advancing as the year was going on. So that was kind of at the beginning of of the year Um, last year, whenever I was going through all my trainings right and then um, throughout the year I was finding more and more different types of modalities, and so I ended up becoming a sacred soul alignment practitioner. Um, So what this is what sacred soul alignment practitioner is in my so of course my mentor she describes it just a little bit differently because she's the creator of it right. But I like to describe it from my own understanding, because I feel like the people that relate to me and resonate with me kind of understand, because this is just how I use um, sacred soul alignment, because uh, even though she's the creator, I'm a practitioner, and I use it in my own unique way because I'm certified in multiple energy healing um, modalities, right? So, because I was a Reiki master, and once I became a sacred soul alignment practitioner, what that is, is basically it's just, Reiki, what I what I've uh, come to understand is that it's just Reiki energy healing. However, you're combining it with hypnosis and and like basically like intention setting where as Reiki, it's usually like a silent thing. You're just working on the chakras and recalibrating these things where sacred soul alignment energy healing is going deeper to clear like limiting beliefs, uh, like negative self-talk, clearing out trauma, like um feelings of like you have to sacrifice um in order to be successful or feelings like you will never be able to overcome trauma or trauma is just like embedded in you or clearing your family history um your past lives just all kinds of intricate stuff right so um and and like I said it can be kind of complex if you have no idea what (laughs) is right so like I am I, I try to like dumb it down to the or not dumb it down but like explain it like energy healing for dummies, right? You know, like the most basic way to describe it, right? (laughs) Um, So basically, I think that what I do is, and a lot of you may or may not have ever heard of Theta Healing. So when I was introduced to Sacred Soul Alignment Practitioner Energy Healing, um, I like I said, I was already a Reiki master and she created Sacred Soul Alignment um, Practitioning uh, Energy Healing through because she started as a Theta Healer. So I I was introduced to Theta Healing because of her. So now my personal energy healing experience, when you have sessions with me, I'm combining all three. I am using the hypnotic um, methods to help my clients get to where they need to be so that they're connected in a way that's even more in, um, like powerful, empowering, a little bit more of an intense um, experience for my clients. While combining my Reiki knowledge with my Theta healing knowledge. And so I am just kind of combining all of the modalities because I'm kind of personally like someone who is is super into like the, the whole coexist idea. And I just believe that everyone and everything that's ever been created is kind of like a puzzle piece that fits really well together. So when I learned all three energy healing modalities, I found a way for me that's been the most powerful effect on my own healing journey. And now it is for my clients. Is when I combine them all three. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit. I know, like <laughs> I said, energy healing can be um, complex, but um, it's one of those things. Like, if you have an understanding on it, you might understand. If not, you might just have to kind of look into it, especially if you don't know anything about chakras or like the right. subtle bodies or the energy centers and and things of this nature. So it's it's a very complex holistic healing method, right? But it's very effective. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I always feel like it's uh, you know, very helpful for people when you're able to bring every piece of everything you've learned and bring it all into one. And like you said, uh, you kind of bring what you, you learn from your mentor, but you kind of like make it your own words instead of yeah. like, I've experienced things like people just reading from a book and giving an explanation yeah. on something opposed to like how you're saying where uh, you're using your experiences with it and then trying to branch out what knowledge you have, uh, in all three topics and just bring it all into one for people. It's incredible.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: How, how long is that, uh, that, uh, that journey just to like learn all three? Like, is that like a couple of years? Is it like, you know?
1: So, um, I think it's a personal thing. I have been blessed and fortunate enough, um, to, for the past two years, uh, be in this full time. Like, um, I, I eat, sleep and breathe holistic healing methods and trauma healing and like this is what i do it's it's my personal life i do it with my clients daily like this is my full time thing like i am doing this from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to bed quite literally like so for me um things unfolded rather quickly in my opinion Um, Whereas somebody that might be having like a full-time job or other obligations that can't put their inner, like all their time and energy into it might take a little bit longer, if that makes sense. So I think it's just a personal journey. I think that I was just dealt a really um, magical and blessed hand. Like it really just kind of um, unfolded for me in a way that has really helped me move very quickly. Um, but I also like to tell my clients that I'm a master manifester and, or just anyone. I like to tell yeah. anyone that I'm a master manifester because, and I've always been a master manifester and everyone is, uh, but we just don't realize what we're manifesting until we tap into it. Right. So I do believe that I manifested this experience and I had no idea that I was manifesting it when it's before it started. Um, but I, I, I just somehow manifested this ability to move into this really quickly and, and like have like massive success first within myself, but now within my clients and it's just rapidly growing. And it's just, I do believe I've just totally manifested my ability to dive all into this and and make that possible. So I'm just thankful.
0: And it's, you know, it's, it's funny that you say you're a master manifester. And I, I think that's incredible because the, the part where you said, not all of us realize that we are is incredible because you know, it's, it's all a matter of, you know, like self-awareness, right. And it's all a matter of realizing your potential on, uh, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the career that you're pursuing or something that you dream to do. And it's, it's, it's always funny to me when, uh, you know, on any topic of mental health, you know, whether it's uh self-awareness or dealing with trauma or whatever it is, you, it's all about mentality. It's all about, you know, If you think you can do something, you can do it and you're living proof of all those things that can come together and just unfold so perfectly, you know, just kind of like this podcast where when I first started, I was unsure where it was going to go. And then as soon as it started, you know, I'm just banging out episodes and you're my second guest and I couldn't be happier that you're on here. I think manifesting is like such a big word that I feel like some people just kind of throw it out there just to, you know. Right. let's get on that trend kind of thing. And then there's doers like you and there's doers like me that, all right, I'm going to manifest this, but I'm going to put the work in too.
1: And make it physical yeah, and make it a physical reality. Cause that is the key to manifesting. It's like, yeah, you can, you can talk a lot of talk with manifesting, but if you're not putting in the blood, sweat and tears to make it a physical reality, then you're not, you're not, that's you're just talk. Right. Like, but like you exactly like this podcast, like the questions that you have prepared—they're wonderful. Like I'm like, this is going to be a wonderful podcast. Like I know it's still a, your new baby, but I know that this is going to be a wonderful podcast. I love this podcast. I love your energy. I love the questions that you ask. Like <laughs> I think that they are perfect. Like I think this is um, so far. I've been on a few different uh, events and podcasts as of as of uh, as of already, and this is so far the most uh, inquisitive. Type of questions that I've had, and I'm really thankful and excited because usually in my other interviews, they're just kind of like, "Tell me your story," which is cool. <laughs> I like sharing my story, but um, you you're actually asking me some really que- like powerful questions that I had to put some thought into. So I really, um, I really appreciate that because I think my audience and and your audience probably will appreciate that too. So I just wanted to let you know that you're pretty unique already. So that's awesome.
0: I appreciate your support so much. It means the world to me. Um, so. For the second question, uh, I did some research and came across one of your posts, uh, speaking on meeting with uh, other experts of your craft. How often do you do these workshops with other speakers?
1: So I've only done it once as of right now. I did it with my mentor for Sacred Soul Alignment practitioner, um, uh, pr- Practitioning. So I did it with her um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think my clients really, really enjoyed it. The, my group members really enjoyed it. So it's definitely something that I am um, going to do more of in the future. Um, So I am just basically right now I'm in like this network opportunity where I'm just meeting other people that I feel like I align with. I actually um, just had a meeting with another couple that does some uh, holistic healing methods. And I know plenty of, I know so many, Um, and I'm just basically building up my relationships with them at this point. And then, um, because obviously, like, I don't want to overwhelm my audience or confuse them. So it's one of these things, like, with my group um, being less than a year old, I'm kind of just making sure that they know what I'm doing and then slowly dripping in other things so that they don't get overwhelmed, if that makes sense. But it's definitely something that I plan to continue to do and continue to collaborate with other people in my, with other experts in my field. And then eventually, like, I have plans where I would like to do, like, I don't know if you know who Tony Robbins is, but he has these really huge virtual events and like with all these experts and stuff like that. And I would love to have like a huge virtual event where we all come together and it's just this mastermind of holistic healing and, and knowledge on trauma, healing, mental health, um, personal health, self-care, all these things. So it's like, I have that in mind. It's just one of those things that's kind of like, it's, it's on its way. Manifesting. Um, so I right i'm manifesting i'm just taking the steps i'm doing the first step right like i see the i see the finish line to a lot of these things and but in order to create that manifestation you got to start with step 1 right so right. i'm just doing step by step i'm just following my my divine inspiration and i'm just going with it i'm taking action i'm doing the work and it's definitely unfolding and it's it's on its way so yes there will definitely be a lot more as of right now there's only one but i think that there's one coming up next month and then um, there's just, it's just going to keep growing and growing as I meet more people that I align
0: with. Isn't the networking part of this just so much fun? I yeah. love talking to people about mental health related subjects because you get a feel for how everybody approaches it, you know? And yeah. I, I you know, I mentioned in, in a couple of different podcasts that, you know, with some people that work in the mental health field, you know, they're just there for the paycheck. And yeah. it's unfortunate that it's like that, but at the same time in today's world, I get it. Right. But, you know, also I feel like if we're all serious about this, uh, you know, mental health movement and trying to break the stigma and everything else, you know, people like you and I are I don't want to say we're cornerstones because there's people that have been doing this for a long time and still have that passion, but right. to see people, you know, want to come together and want to actually experience this and zoom and, All the different video platforms, or it's just such an incredible opportunity to be able to meet those people. Um, I kind of networked with this guy on Twitter, he has like 14,000 followers, and I'm like, you know, I would love to get you on my podcast. Like, if I can get that, I'm manifesting that, you know, I'm just kind of working my way into that relationship and hoping I can get him on because he's a very insightful person, and yeah when you reached out to me and you said you want to be on, I'm like, oh, this would be perfect. And I was very excited to finally get you on here. And I'm glad we have you on here today.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of how I was with my mentor, right? Like she's, she's been doing this for years. She's been, she's been an energy healer for years. I I was like, she's pretty big. You know, she's got a group with over 17,000 people in it. Um, so I was like, I want to collaborate with her. I want to work with her. Like I, I love her. I adore her. Um, and when I asked her, I don't even know how it happened. Um, a lot of these things that uh, I, I'm doing, I don't even know like how I made it happen. I just know that I have these intentions and I just set them out and I tell the universe like, yo, this is what I want. This is what I want. But I'm not like, it has to happen right now. Right, either. Right. I'm not being impatient. Like I'm just like, hey, you know what? These are the goals that I have and I'm just taking the steps and I'm just seeing my, um, my hard work being harvested, right? Like I'm planting seeds and things are being harvested, you know, sometimes way quicker than I anticipate them to. So I just asked her, I was like, hey, I think my audience would really appreciate you if you ever want to. And she's like, I'm about to start a master class. I'd love to interview in your group so I can promote it. And I was like, let's go. I was like, yes. I was like, that's perfect, actually. And I was just like, so excited. I was like that she wanted to even connect with me. And it was a wonderful, it was a very powerful interview. Um, I know it was in my group, but it was also on my YouTube. So I don't know if you got to check it out, but it was awesome. So if you I have it on listen- my list.
0: I'm definitely going to listen to it.
1: Yeah, you should definitely check it out because it was wonderful. And like I said, it is on my YouTube for public access. So. Right.
0: And, you know, it's it's super important to, to know also uh, one of the things you brought up is setting those goals to get things done because a lot of people don't have that patience. A lot of right. people want, you know, in today's society where you can click a button and you have something. And when there's something as big as, you know, you interviewing your mentor is gigantic and getting to that point, you know, from A to B, it's just like, it always seems like you're going through more than one step. It's like, all right, I got to jump through this hoop. I got to drive to this place. I got to go here. I got to do that. But seeing that you were able to do that because you set goals, a lot of people don't have the ability to set that goal because they're just so accustomed to how today's society is and what everything like right now, now, now.
1: Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me about something that I teach my clients. It's, it goes back to like, um, our, like, uh, human nature to self-sabotage. And so what you're talking about is like, we self-sabotage when we're like, Oh, this work is too hard. I can't do it. It's going to be too much time, too much effort, too much energy. And I just can't do it. So then we sabotage ourselves. So it never gets done. Right. Everything else comes up. Everything else is more important whatever it is, we just have this fear. Um, And it just, it really just goes back to our ability to take responsibility for the life that we want to create and our ability to learn that self-discipline to just get 1% closer every day. You don't have to do hundreds of miles every day. I think that this is what people psych themselves out with. It's 1%. If you're doing 1%, something 1% towards your goals every single day, you are moving forward, you are making progress. Slow progress is yeah. still progress.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, and the one percent more than a lot of people are willing to do. Right. It's like, how do well, I, I think get to hundred percent I right think now?
1: There, I think that there's a lot of um like perfectionists too, mm-hmm. like, and I was one of them. It's like it, and, and it's also about like instant gratification, like if we're not instantly gratified, or if it's not perfect, or if we know that there's gonna be uh trials and errors and we're gonna make mistakes. Uh, It's like, maybe we are, we're afraid to fail or be judged or embarrassed. So it's like, we're not even going to put ourselves out there to begin with. Right. Um, I know that I had to overcome a lot of these things um, because I wouldn't have even been able to be here on camera with you or on this podcast, because I would have looked in the camera, saw myself and been so afraid that I was going to mess up. You would have asked me my name and I wouldn't have even been able to tell you. (laughs)
0: So I totally get that. (laughs) And, And you know, the, the sabotage thing happens to so many of us and, you know, we're we're a reflection of our own hard work. So, you know, we're we're doing a lot better than we probably were five, ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at what point in your life did you know you wanted to help others?
1: Um, so I think I have like always known that I wanted to help others. Of course, I think that to be honest, I think that that's I think everyone wants to help people. Like if you think about it, um, every single job in the world is a service every single job. It's a service. Uh, even if you're bagging groceries or making food at McDonald's, you're providing a service and you're helping people in some sort of way. I think everyone at their core wants to help people. So I do believe that I've always wanted to help people. But uh, in terms of how I'm helping people now, um, like how I figured that out, that unfolded after um, going through a lot of trauma, like myself, like I, you know, I've I've had a lot of trauma, and I believe everyone goes through, um, you know, um, ranges of trauma throughout their entire life, right, because trauma can be small, like, and sometimes we can be tra- traumatized, and we don't even realize it, because there's so many other terrible things that can happen in the world that we're like, well, this little thing doesn't matter, and we kind of uh, ignore our own uh, problems or issues, even because we just think that they're so small, they don't compare, so they're not relevant, or they don't matter, right? Right. So I I think that that's a lot of people like can probably relate to that or, or, uh, or might be experiencing that. But for me, it's like, I went through all this trauma, but it was kind of that, that uh, that situation where I was like, well, things could be worse. You know, I'm still alive. I wasn't like kidnapped and whatever. I wasn't all these terrible things. Right. So I just put my trauma that I went through because I survived it on the back burner. Um, But then I got to a point where there was a lot of trauma back to back to back that i almost did not survive um and uh so it was that unfortunate brink of death that brought me this choice so like my body was starting to shut down from all the stress and the anxiety um my heart wasn't wasn't operating properly i don't believe i never went to the doctor i never got diagnosed with anything just because that's just kind of like something um my dad he struggled with mental illness and every time he went to the doctor They would uh, admit him into a psych ward and give him all this medication and have seizures. So I never really had a very healthy relationship with doctors and mental health um, because I don't think that like personally with my dad, they didn't handle it correctly. So I always just stayed away. Like whenever I was having my own issues with bipolar and anxiety and depression, I was like, I'm not going to tell a doctor about it because they're going to try to give me pills and I don't want that. And I'm not trying to deal with that. Right. So that was just my own personal thing. So I never went to the doctor about any of my problems. But I knew I was dying, <laughs> I knew my body was shutting down and my daughter was one years old at the time and something happened and I heard this voice very loud, very clear. Um, I had literally just I, I was uh, heavily addicted to marijuana and I had just taken like I just I had just gotten really high like I think my daughter was laying down for bed and I had just like started to smoke and my heart, I could feel it, it was like. It was like um, having a really hard time, right? I can't remember the exact sensation. I don't know if it was just hard to breathe. I'm not really sure what was happening, but I know my body was starting to shut down. And it was very clear to me, there was a voice that came across that said, you can let your daughter watch you die or you can let her watch you get up and change and heal and get better. And I don't know why. I mean, like, obviously I think because that was so powerful, um, but I'm just thankful, I guess. I'm thankful that that was enough for me to get the fuck up. And, you know, excuse my language, but like, (laughs) do something about it, right? Like, I was able to get up and make a change. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know where I was going to do it. I had no mentor. I had no coach. I didn't even know healing was a thing, right? I didn't even know that you could heal mental health. I thought personally, and I think a lot of people have this stigma is that this is who you are. And this is how you will always be forever that you can't heal these things when I, so that was where I was. Is I was like, I'm just depressed, anxious, bipolar, and all these things, and it's never going to change. It's never going to go. I'm just born this way. This is just who I am, right? Until I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make a change. I just started looking for solutions, and then answers just started popping up my way. So, like I said, everything from that point on, it was a decision that I made that made things start to unfold for me and kind of land into my lap, and like. I was just seeing signs and opportunities that I wasn't seeing before because I wasn't open to them. Right. If that makes
0: sense. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I just want to say, you know, it takes an incredible amount of strength just to be able to share even a little piece of your story. So I I greatly appreciate you sharing that with us because powerful. Um, I've myself have experienced half death experiences or near death experiences rather. And it took a long time for me to find that path of healing like yourself. And I feel like a lot of people let their trauma define who they are and Mm kind of let it drive whatever decisions they make um, good or bad. And unfortunately it brings a lot of people to a bad path. You know, addiction is a really big one that society's kind of getting a little bit better about talking about and not, um, you know, forcing somebody to do something they don't want to, but feel like those support groups are starting to grow a little bit more and we're starting to show awareness because for some reason it, it seems like when there's celebrities that start going down due to addiction people start you know um making awareness about addiction it's like you know awareness has always been there guys and it's something that not only people with money experience there's a lot of people going through it and you right. know like i said i a thousand times thank you for for sharing that little piece of yourself
1: Yeah, of course, of course, I do my best. I think that the most powerful way to, to help other people know what's possible for them, um, is sharing how I was just like them, like I was like I was just because like I've tapped into my psychic abilities and I've tapped into all these things now. This is not something that I've all like it is something that I've always had, but it's not something that I've always been able to access because of my my trauma and my pain being, it was, it was defining who I was, my addiction defined me, my pain defined me, all of these things defined how I behaved, how I showed up, how my relationships went, my patterns, it created everything in my life, Um, and it brought, and it, my trauma that I was so attached to, I didn't realize I was attached to it, was actually creating more and more trauma. And and I mean, at the end of the day, I am thankful for it because it led me to this huge downfall of trauma that almost killed me and got me to where I am right now. So at the end of the day, I'm very thankful that how it uh, all unfolded, but it's so important to me. It's my passion because not everybody's going to make it out alive. And if I can help show people before they get to a point where it's too late, great, because I believe everyone's a healer. Everyone. And everyone has these psychic abilities and every amount of potential and ability to have abundance and wealth and prosperity and all kinds of wonderful, great things in their life if they just allow themselves to have it. And sometimes they just need that hope to know like, hey, she was just like me and she's here now. And so like, that's why it's so important to me to share my story. So I'm very honored to be here on your show today and to do that.
0: Absolutely. I I definitely feel like sharing stories helps so many so many people that don't realize how much it helps until they start making their changes in their life. Um, for me, I've always kind of looked at the path of healing similar to just a door that we were never able to open for the longest time because life is literally standing on your back followed by the trauma, followed by stress, depression, whatever you're going through. And the door is just right there in reach. And you know when you're finally able to say, I can get up and do this, and you open that door and just all these things become possible it's an incredible journey and you know just to just to kind of segue into this conversation on that question um did you have any family members that were doing this kind of kind of work like mental health wise
1: nope um absolutely not actually um I had no, I had no, I, I didn't even know what a life coach was. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know what an energy healer was. Like I said, until I decided to go on my own healing journey, Um, like my mom, she's a real estate agent. My grandparents, they are nothing like they're, they're just nothing in this realm and they don't even understand it. Like my whole family thought I was going crazy when I, cl- cause I was a salon owner. I was a very successful salon owner and I just closed it down almost very dramatically and quickly um even before i even went back to school i didn't even know what i was going to do and i closed my salon down because i was so obsessed with healing that i didn't know how or what i was going to do with it like i didn't know it was a career i didn't know that that was an option i just knew that that was that had to be my 100% full time focus right that was just all i could do so i literally like found this out in october of 2020 and then by december 2020 I closed my salon down that I had open for over three years. Right. And my right. clients, my family, everybody was like, what the hell is going on? Like, are, are you crazy? Like, you don't even know what you're going to do? Like, <laughs> how are you going to handle this? Like, what's, gonna, what's, what, what's going on? And I was just yeah. like, this is what I have to do. I can't explain it to you right now, but all I know is this is what I have to do. And I literally <laughs> didn't know what I was doing, but I just, something knew what I was doing right. because now I'm here, right? You know. But like, I was just literally following intuitive guidance, and I'm not saying, like, everyone needs to do that, obviously, right, (laughs) but if you, like, that was, that was a little risky, but I did know what I was doing, I had some money saved up, I had plans, I had my side hustles, I was doing hair at home, I had, I paid off all my debt, you know, I was smart about it, I wasn't, like, Super risky, but I knew what I was doing. Right. But right. I didn't know a hundred percent what I was doing. <laughs> I was just going on full faith of the universe yeah. that I was gonna figure it out one way or another. But the only way to figure it out was to focus on it full time.
0: Absolutely. Um, and you know, it's it's cool to see you uh, you know, be the start of a brand new cycle that's a healthy cycle because you know, you open the door for, you know, the day that your daughter is older and you know, if she happened to have kids and so on and so forth, and it's just it's cool to see this generation of, of people be the cycle breakers because when we were younger and we were growing up and going through what we were going through, we didn't think any of this was possible. We thought, Oh, well, I'm going to be 18 years old and I'm going to have kids. I can't pay for anything, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, 10, 15 years later, everything is coming together and it's, it's a whole new life. It's a whole new world. Yep. Um, so for the next question, Being a life coach, um, what is the most important message that you try to push for every session?
1: Um, I think like the most important thing is like repetition and immersion. So what that means is allow yourself to listen to what you're learning multiple times. Um, During my sessions, I am constantly re-asking the same questions. And I might word it a little bit differently, but I'm like, did you do this? I'm reviewing. And then, like, the most important thing, like the most important message that I try to get my clients to understand, because obviously I'm the life coach, I'm the guide, but guess what? It's your life that you're getting help for, right? You might be investing in my services and getting all this guidance, but you, I cannot, Heather cannot put your hand on the (laughs) car and drive.
2: Right.
1: Okay. I can tell you how to drive. And support you when you're afraid to drive, but you have to drive. Right. So I always have to push my clients. I'm like, do your homework. Sit down, schedule time to do the work, experience it for yourself. And and I that's why my how my sessions are structured. We come in or we we learn something new together, and then we do an exercise. So, I'm, so I teach you something and then we practice it together so that it really sets in, right? And I know that you know how to do it. And then you get homework to do it on your own. So the most important thing is, is I am always, I'm like, did you do your homework? Are you doing your homework? How's your homework going? Are you experiencing this in real life, in real time? Because that is where the change is going to come, is when you, learning these tools and experiencing it one time is not going to do it you have to apply it to multiple life situations for you to master it and for it to become a daily part of your life and practice so that things start to change right so the most the, the biggest thing that i push is experience it
0: my favorite part was oh sorry go ahead go ahead
1: so so sorry um but like even if you're not working with me or if you're just learning free stuff on youtube or in my free facebook group or from a free workshop If you learn something and you don't experience it or implement it, it's going to do nothing. You are, I think, you're like 20% likely to remember something if you watch or listen to it. You're 70% likely to remember something if you write it down. And you're 100% likely to remember something if you repeat it and do it for yourself. Right.
0: My favorite part that you mentioned was how you asked the same question, but reword it. I think- Mm -hmm. That's super important for a lot of people because some people uh, will answer the question based on how their learning style is. So uh, reinforcing that in a positive manner and just be like, listen, you know how to do this, but let's see if you can do it on your own. And you're just there for the rooting somebody on and making sure that somebody knows how to do it, but also making sure that they do do it.
1: Right, right. So yeah, meanwhile, I'm teaching, I I do believe, I'm very confident that my program, I'm not going to say like there's not any other program like it out there because obviously I don't know, but I'm very confident that my program is very unique because I have done, like I said, I've done this full time for uh, like three years now of just research and putting it in and, and doing the work and I have taken so many pieces of a puzzle and put it together and, and put it into this mastermind of like healing and created a program out of it. And I just truly believe that it would take forever to find every piece of information that I've put together and combined it in the unique way that I have, if that makes sense. So I just, I'm so confident in how unique the things that I do and how I do it are. Um, you know, I, and I give credit to, to all my mentors, right? But there's literally so many of them. And half the time i put put uh, Jay Shetty's teachings and Rhonda Bryant's teachings. I don't know if you know who any of these people are, but they're like authors and and, and uh, life coaches and other things. And it's like, I learned from them and I learned something else from them and I combined it and I create something totally not different, but different at the same <laughs> time, you know? And so it's like, I can't give credit to like a hundred people at once for one product because it's kind of like a collaboration of work. Right. But yeah. like, I know who my mentors are and I know bits and pieces of where I got my information, but it all kind of just comes and curates together into something that I uniquely kind of put together and add to, if that makes sense. So right. I just, I'm confident in my uniqueness. And I, I, I think that that's what I love. Um, I think that's what my clients love about what they do here, because every single time it's never failed. I have never had a client be like, yeah, I've done this before.
0: Right. And that's good. It's good to have that style that uh, every client that you have uh, can appreciate it. Because I I feel like there's so many people that just try to push, oh, well, if you pay this, I can give you more advice. Or uh, we could do this in a way where you'll understand to pay this and do that. And um, for your sessions, are they different? Is it a focused age group?
1: sorry, you cut out. What, what was your question?
0: Um, what is it? a is it a focused age group for your sessions?
1: Um, so of course, like when they're teaching you, like as a business, like when you have like business mentors and and things of that nature, they always preach niche, niche down, niche down, niche down. So I like, um, I do when I like pay for ads and stuff, or like my group, my group is for women, women only, but I have male clients. Yeah. I work with men. Um, so even though I target women in my group, right. And then on my Facebook page, I might target like between 20 and like twenties and thirties. I actually have clients in their forties and fifties. So it, it can be for anyone. And I just believe I'm meant to work with whoever resonates with me. I don't, so when it comes to marketing, I do try to follow the guidelines that my mentors tell me like to niche down. But if, if someone, if a man comes to me or if a 40 year old woman comes to me, I will not turn them down if they are very interested. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if I can tell that they're in alignment with me, guess what? We're, we're working together and that's just how it is. So I have male clients and I have uh, women that are in their 40s and 50s and going through different things because I believe all of the things that I teach apply to everyone. Right. It's right. not a feminine approach. Okay. I mean, I guess I might have a feminine touch in the way that I teach, but I think men need that too. Absolutely. Everyone has masculine and feminine, right? So everything that I teach is not feminized. It's not just for women. It is for everyone. It's for any age group. It's for any men or for any gender, sorry. Um, but in terms of who I market to, I do it based on strategies that my business coaches tell me. Right. So like right. I, I, I follow that and it seems to work, but I also just use um, the universe to manifest like, Hey, send people my way, no matter who they are. Yeah. And, and like, just send me my ideal clients. Like, and it seems to be working. Like, if that makes sense, like I, I follow the, the stuff for the algorithm on Facebook, the technicalities, whatever. And that works but I still end up with men and older women or older people because they just align with me and the universe connected us for a reason, you know? So I I work with anyone that I feel aligned with. And of course they obviously feel aligned with me too, because it's just come together. Right.
0: Right. Um, I I always, for me, I always felt like women were a lot easier to talk with on, on the subject of, you know, life coach like yourself or just, Mental health topics in general, just because I feel like they try to understand better than us men try to. And I know there are men in this mental health field, but their approach, in there, like as a therapist or a life coach or, you know, whatever, is completely different than how you would approach somebody. It's like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take notes on what you're going through. Let me see what information I can get together and see how I can help, opposed to a man who would be like, yeah, okay. they would get right to how to solve it instead of trying to like bring things together. I feel like.
1: So I actually feel really balanced in my feminine and masculinity, and I think I do both.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think um, because my whole thing is I help you uncover and re- or recover from trauma without having to relive it. So I'm not gonna make you dig, and I think that that's why I'm able to work with anyone because I can I can I can uh, meet my clients where they're at. And, you know, some people are willing to open up. They're like a book, you know, they can just let it all out and I have to kind of rein them back in, right. And get them to focus back on themselves instead of everything else. Right. And then there's some people I have to keep getting them to open up because they have never been able to open up and I'm having to help them learn to do that. Right. So I work with both kinds of people because I come at them where they are. And I, my, my strategies are to help you recover without reliving the experiences. So I am never asking you like, okay, I need you to remember and tell me what's happened to you for every moment of your life. Right. Um, or like the most painful experiences in order for us to heal it, because that's not how I healed. Um, personally that actually, um, delayed my healing and made my healing harder. So it was very important to me that I created something different, um, where people can heal like if they so I do create a safe space if they need to talk about it or uncover some things they can but it's not one of those things we have to go through that and relive that in order to heal it because talking about it reliving it that's not what heals it you know it can be helpful so I'm not disregarding like the fact of talking about it right um but that is not essentially what moves us forward or gets us over it right
0: because I feel like I feel like when you start uncovering you know, the trauma that you went through is just kind of one of those things where reliving it's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, like you said, it kind of delays the healing process a little bit. I've always felt like if you can have the ability to at least least talk about it, you're already a hundred steps further than most people because a lot of those people who have suffered through traumatic events like myself or you or whoever else, it's hard to just talk about little pieces of things that we went through. But once you start talking about it, it becomes easier for you to relate to other people. It's like, listen, like, you don't need to tell me every detail of everything. If you can talk about the things that are impacting you, I feel like that is super important because if you you bottle it up, it's going to be that little voice in the back of your head. Things are going great. Things are fine. But then you have the little chirping in your ear and it's just like, yeah, things are going great. But what happened the last time you were in a relationship? what happened the last time you got behind the wheel of a car, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Right,
1: right. right. Um, and yeah, no, talking about it and getting to a point where I could talk about it and reflect on it without um, losing my mind is definitely a part of healing. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, like I said, I'm not negating talking about it, but I just, in my case, I feel like my clients are to the point where they're freaking tired of talking about it. And yeah, absolutely. It. Does that make sense? 100%.
0: So somewhere. it's
1: like, So, so for me, it's like, I feel like that's kind of the difference. It's like, if you're at this point where you can't even talk about it, you are probably not quite ready to learn all these breakthrough healing and have a bunch of homework to like move forward, right? There's steps and there's, there's parts to this process, right? So it's like, once you've talked about it so much, you can't freaking talk about it anymore. You just want to know what to do next. That's when you call me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's great when. You have that person that doesn't ask you all right what happened tell me your name where where did you used to live and you know how many different times you need to do that with different people and you're just like hey you don't need to tell me everything right the second you can vent when you're ready but we're not gonna redig up everything that you probably talked about with three four five six other people you know let's just right. get to the healing part and then see if we can build on that healing and you know if you need to uncover something we can get we can meet that point but it's not
1: yeah we just see see what comes up from there like we get started and we allow what comes up to come up because when we start digging then things that probably wouldn't have come up come up and then you're feeling all kinds of bad about yourself the things maybe you forgot about so it's like let's start with the healing and just see what comes up and go from there and we'll be okay
0: (laughs) right yeah I, i feel like the healing journey for me has been a lot of it's been like a three, three year journey for me as well uh, in terms of healing. So uh, everything didn't come for me all at once either. Um, you know, of course the mental health group on Facebook that we have that just kind of started off of a, okay, I can get 600 people to notice one post. Let's see if we can make a group and see where it goes. And yeah. as time kind of started moving forward and then the pandemic hit, and people were for, forced to work at home and stuff you start thinking about all the things that are currently going on and then on this journey of healing and you know us being forced to zoom calls and not being able to do face to face it, it right. forces you to look in the mirror and it forces you to relive a lot of those experiences but having somebody like yourself who doesn't un- uncover everything right away is is terrific yeah, yeah um so for the next question I had for you um if one were to get involved in the holistic healing uh energy field how would you go about that
1: um so I guess like uh this one might be a little difficult for me to um answer Mm -hmm. because it kind of personally just came to me right um but I feel like if it's something and so and the reason why like I liked that is because I was always told when I first started my healing journey, because I was like, I need a mentor, I need a guru, I need something. And um, I was always told that the mentor will appear when the time is right. And it was so funny that not long after all of my schoolings landed in my lap, and lo and behold, I became the mentor. I was the mentor. Um, so I feel, but maybe that's not the journey for everyone. Right. So I think that might be, that was just my own personal journey. So for anybody else, um, number one, uh, just do your research. Um, if you're already connected with someone, if you follow me or know me, right. I can sit literally, I have chats with people all the time. Um, and I'm just like here, because obviously I've been to these schools, I've gotten these certifications. So I'm affiliated with these services. Right. So, if you are, if you know someone who's affiliated with it, like obviously if you're listening to this, you know me. So if you are affiliated with me and you want more information from me directly, I can get you affiliated with the people that I'm affiliated with directly. Right. So I have chats with people all the time. I'm I'm setting up their emails. I'm sending them links. I'm, I, I'm getting them directly connected. So, but for, for anybody, obviously if you're listening to this, so now you have that option if you're interested in that. Um, but if not, um, if by some chance, like you just want to do it on your own, then, you know, just have at it with a Google search, like becoming an energy healer. I guarantee that there's all kinds of schools and certification programs and courses and all kinds of things that are, are going to pop up for you. Um, so the only thing that's going to be good about uh, working with an affiliate. Is like, you see where they've been, you know what they've learned, you like what they learned. So you can, you, you're you already like affiliated with a trusted source instead of just starting from scratch at a Google search, if that makes right.
0: sense. Yeah. Um, it's great to know that there's so many resources out there um, for people that are interested. Um, so basically it just comes down to, to researching and, you know, networking basically like mm-hmm. you and I do, it's reaching out to the right people and trying to figure out what your journey is. Yep. Um, so how often do you run, um, run your sessions and how long are each session?
1: Um, so I am like growing at a pretty steadily steady rate. Um, I want to say that I am for the most part, pretty booked. I am doing probably three or four sessions a day. Um, now it's not all energy healing. It's a mix between coaching and energy healing, tarot readings, um, I even have a group program. So I have group programs twice a week. And then I have other one-on-one clients uh, that could be energy healing or coaching. Um, I feel like my main um, sessions are coaching, but a lot of my coaching clients, they basically what it is, is like the best deal for me to work with me is to get both because when you get your coaching, you're getting the tools that you need. And then you apply the additional energy healing, which um, it's just, of course, like when you get both, like it's obviously a better deal. And it's like, I always recommend both I think it's just kind of like it goes hand in hand together yeah. right it, it did for me that's how I got as far as I did because I combined the two right the the knowledge with the balance right with the energy balance. So it's like I get a lot of my clients interested in both um, so in each of my sessions usually a healing session energy healing session takes between depending on what it is it, it can take between 30 minutes and 60 minutes and then all of my coaching sessions always take about 60 minutes.
0: Nice. And, uh, you said it's mainly, you mainly work with women audience, right?
1: Um, so like my group is for women only, but right. I, I, like I said, I work with anyone that isn't aligned to me. Um, so I, I have male clients. Um, it's just one of those things like, um, are you ready? Does this, like, like I said, usually the, the men and the people, it's anyone, actually anyone that I work with, they came to me. Yeah they saw what I did, they liked what I did, they wanted to learn more. So that's why I have, I have men, women, I have women in their 20s, women in their 30s, women in their 40s. I have, I have like such a wide range of clientele, even though I target a specific audience on Facebook, because that's what my mentors tell me to do, right? Everyone comes to me that is supposed to come to me. So um, like I said, it's not directed towards women only of a specific age group. These, I believe are universal healing tools, um, and healing methods that anyone can do and, um, can benefit from.
0: And for your, um, and for your sessions, is it like you have like monthly clients? Is it like bi-weekly clients or how does that work?
1: So I have two options that I usually do. It's like, um, you can, uh, so I always, um, have like a minimum of a three month commitment because it takes 21 days to build a new habit. It takes 90 days to build a lifestyle. So in three months, I can, um, I can help you get to a point where you're learning new habits, you're implementing them. It gives me time to teach you something, make sure you're experiencing it and doing it. And by the end, you've had the results you're looking for and you can move forward. And so some people, but so I do it in three month increments or six month increments. So if it's a three month increment, it's weekly. If it's a six month increment, it's biweekly. And what I find is normally people choose like the three month option to begin to set their foundation. And then if they want maintenance or to keep going and learning more stuff, um, because obviously as a life coach, um, I start with people that are ready to heal and uncover trauma. But once you uncover trauma, it's like the rest of your life opens up and now you can explore careers. Now you can explore relationships. Now you can explore your health and all these other things. Right. So usually they wanna keep going. They wanna keep going. So they might sign up for another three months or they might sign up for a six month increment um, to learn more about spirituality and, um, and uh, connecting with their higher self or um, how to have a healthy relationship, attract their soulmate, right? Um, now that they're healed. Like, um, so it's like one of these things, it's like we set the foundation, you have the option of a three month weekly or a six month biweekly. Like I said, most of the time people will choose in the beginning, the three month weekly. And then if they want to keep going, they might choose the six month or something to learn even more for an extended amount of time, if that makes sense.
0: Have you ever done like, uh, like any couples in your sessions? Or is it usually just individuals?
1: Um, I've never done a couples session. Um, It's, it's usually just individual. Um, So I don't, I don't really know exactly how I could, I mean, like, so I've done, I have a group, Hmm. I have a group. So like, I've got, two groups that had seven women in it. So I was teaching seven people the same thing at one time. So hypothetically, I could teach a couple the same thing at once. um, And they would just have their own experience. So I'm not opposed to that. It's just not something that's been um, asked, you know, usually like people that are coming to me with relationship issues. um, They're kind of like me when I was having relationship issues, and I was seeking a therapist or help, I didn't, I wanted to do it on my own because I wanted to be able to talk about what I was experiencing without my partner there. So I could be on my own, you know? So I I feel like the girls um, or anybody that comes to me that are in a relationship and they're having couple issues, they don't want their couple to be involved. They want to work on themselves and then take what they learn into the relationship, apply it on their own instead of me being in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's, that's fair. I feel like the one-on-one is definitely a lot more personal. So totally understand how working with a couple might be a little difficult um just because you don't want somebody to look at you side eye like what did you just say you know what I mean I would not (laughs) want to be you can't
1: can't truly be honest sometimes when you're with your partner like especially if you're having issues right yeah and sometimes we have to be honest in order to heal those issues and if we're not quite ready or if it's not working then then we we can't move forward
0: absolutely um so I would love to hear about how you came across your mentor and I, sorry if I butcher her name at all, Alicia Hartzell. Um, What does she mean to you? And just out of loving the story, how was the interview with her?
1: So the interview was amazing. Um, How I crossed Alicia its Alicia Hartzell. Um, um, But a lot of people call her Alicia. So that's funny. (laughs) Um, But um, I, she, I crossed her no different than I crossed anybody else. I don't even know where the, I don't know. I don't know where she came from. Uh, I don't know if if uh, I, I crossed like a webinar. I literally don't know, but I ended up signing up for one of her events. And it was so funny. Um, I actually, so what was happening? So before I knew what I was doing, right? Before I knew like what I was doing, I was just doing all kinds of research and spirituality and healing and trauma healing and all these things. And I was just doing so much research from so many different forms and I was just going down the rabbit hole essentially and I think somewhere in that rabbit hole she popped up and when she popped up I was actually at the very beginning of my healing journey and it was too complex for me to understand (laughs) so I put it to the side and then after I became certified as a meditation instructor a Reiki master and a life coach she crossed my path again and I finally understood what she was teaching and I was like oh I need this
0: I love it um I would love to interview a mentor of mine. I definitely, the networking process of this journey is probably, you know, like I said earlier, probably the best part of this journey is when you finally get to meet those people that you look up to. A couple of weeks ago, I got to meet this band who for me um, was very essential to me healing because, you know, they kind of picked up on somebody who passed away a couple of years ago and they still spread that message. And, when I told him, like, dude, like, honestly, you saved my life. Like, music is something that has resonated with my healing journey, probably better than most therapists could do for somebody. Um, Not to say that there aren't therapists that are terrific. The one I have now is wonderful. But um, just to be able to meet somebody that you look up to and walks the same journey that you do, I I can only imagine how you felt when you were uh, interviewing her.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, you know, my YouTube channel, uh, the name of my YouTube channel is uh, like my my name on YouTube is Holistic Healer Heather. Um, it's one of my most recent videos. It was a wonderful interview. I related to her story so much and a lot of really wonderful tips came out. I know she, at the very end, she talked about her masterclass that she was promoting. Um, but number one, that masterclass is passed. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, and number two, there was just a lot of um, like hope inspiring uh, like anyone can do this. and um, and then tips from me and her that we both really resonated with and related to and were like in alignment with, that we shared together on how you can do it at home.
0: That's awesome., um, yeah. how long did that interview uh, that interview go for?
1: Uh, I think it was like a thirty eight minute video.
0: It's pretty a uh, pretty solid time to talk to somebody that has helped you a lot for sure. Um, yeah. I, I, is there anybody else um, that kind of is on that level with her for you that uh, is like a mentor?
1: Um, she's the she's the only mentor that I've ever had that I was able to get really personal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of my mentors are either not in my same niche or um the classes that I take were like it was a bigger school so they were as intimate so like for Alicia it wasn't like a school she is literally she's kind of like me only just maybe you know like she's a bit ahead of me because she's been doing this for so long so she's got a larger audience but she's doing the same thing as me as far as it's it's pretty much one-on-one it's pretty intimate we had live sessions together and we messaged back and forth like my other mentors I'm not in their Facebook DMs because right. that's just not how it is, right? Um, but she was the only mentor that I've had so far that I actually got to connect with on an intimate level um, and could create a relationship enough to get her on an interview, Absolutely. if that makes sense.
0: That's incredible. So, um, definitely looking forward to to listening to that interview. I would always love seeing people uh, able to meet their meet their heroes or meet their mentors. I always think it's always an incredible story. Cause I feel like when, you know, with social media and you talk about who your heroes are, you know, people just kind of look at it. I'm like, Oh yeah, let me just press like and keep scrolling. But when you're able to have sessions like this and be able to like, see how much somebody lights up when they talk about it, it's, you know, it's a whole nother experience. Right. Um, so in your sessions, what kind of self-care do you suggest to your clients and do you, practice any of those that you do suggest?
1: Yeah, so um, I don't teach anything that I don't do personally. Um, I think that that's another thing that's uh, really important about me being able to do this work full-time is um, if I'm not an example of the work, then how can I expect anybody else to do it? Um, So self-care to me is a bit complex, okay? So self-care and self-love can be a bit complex. Of course, there's basic self-care, right? Your hygiene, your nutrition, your exercise, your self-talk, the way that you, do you compliment yourself or are you beating yourself down, right? Those are pretty basic um, tools or, or reminders that I give to my clients. But from my own experience, what I've learned is the the biggest way to le- love yourself is to build a relationship with yourself. And how you build a relationship with yourself is uncovering those thoughts, those feelings, those parts of ourselves that we're ashamed of. And learning to love those parts, those, those parts that we've deemed negative or bad, the, the parts of us that we want to change the most, self-love comes from falling in love with those parts because it's our light and our dark that helps us become whole. That's why my um, my branding, my logo is a sunflower with the yin and yang in the middle, because you have to have both light and dark. You have to have those parts that you love about yourself, plus the parts that you're ashamed of and fall in love with both in order to create who you really are. That that's how you find your most authentic self, and that's how you uh, achieve true self love. Absolutely, that's been my experience, and that's been my client's experience as
0: well. I definitely feel like you know, uh, touching on the self love thing is one of the most important parts of our self care and how we talk to ourselves. Because a lot of people, like you said, know the very basics of self care, and you're like, "Oh well, I self care. I took a shower today. That's great. It's a great first step." But right, no. doing that every day while well, you should anyway um uh it's so much more than just the basics it's you know you got to tell yourself good job for doing this you got to love the pieces of you that you know that you feel self self conscious about and it's really hard for a lot of people that uh you know have that self esteem problem have you know whatever struggles they're going through because we don't tell ourselves uh, enough positive things every day, I feel like. And yeah. those affirmations are so important for everybody to hear constantly.
1: Yep. Um, and it's not only about hearing it, it's, it's about saying it to yourself and learning to believe it. You know, it's one of these things that's like, I think um, a lot of us, especially that have uh, experiences with mental health issues, um, we tend to forget how to love ourselves and we just want to give love to everyone else. You know, and it's like, then we forget to come back. And it's like, have we, have we done that for us though? Right. You know, did we do that for ourselves? So I think that that's why the the ultimate form of self-care and self-love is building that relationship with yourself and being able to understand yourself and love all parts of you so that you can actually be who you're meant to be deep down and, and be unapologetically you. Right.
0: And and just to kind of echo the point that you made about uh, hearing those, uh, not only hearing, but, you know, expressing to yourself those affirmations. Um, I always feel like uh, us as just human beings in general, we like to give advice, but we don't like to take that advice. And I feel like that's a lot of us that do that. Yep. Yep. And, you know, just to kind of bring up the social media point again, how everybody just wants everything out there. You know, they want the information now. They want to just like and keep scrolling, whatever to, you know, stimulate themselves. Um, I always see a lot of people share those, uh, you know, like those long posts that are are really positive, but most people either won't, uh, actually read it or try to understand, you know, what, uh, did I cut out again?
1: You did a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, but, you know, just to not try to understand the posts that they're sharing, it's like, yeah, it looks great that you're sharing that and you're getting a hundred likes, but do you actually practice all those right. things you're preaching? Right. Because, you know, there, there's so many people that give that advice that, you know, aren't qualified to give that advice because they don't practice it at all. Right. Um, and uh, so this is, this is one of the most important uh, questions I have on here that I thought, you might like like to answer just because it's a, a wholesome question. So having a, chi- a child in today's world, I'm sure comes with its challenges. Do you ever use some of your life coaching or healing skills with your daughter?
1: So I definitely do energy healing on my daughter. Like if she's like, you know, getting really emotional or something, I... I'm always doing energy healing. Well, not always, but I, I do. I have done it every once in a while or if she gets a boo-boo or, or, you know, something she gets her. I, I have done energy healing and um, theta healing on her. Um, as far as a life coach, she's only two.
2: Right. So,
1: um, so she's not really communicating well. So the more, more so I'm using my life coach uh, skills, in how i'm parenting and i'm by far not a perfect parent this is like my first time you know so i I have my days and i make my mistakes um but i'm able to reflect on how i'm behaving with her a lot easier because of my life coaching skills and i think that reflects into my clients too that have kids um they learn the same skills that i use right the only thing i teach are the things that i do daily so if they're learning and implementing and experiencing what i'm doing they're going to have similar results and be able to communicate or understand uh, building a relationship with their family or their significant others in different ways, because they're going to have different ways of dealing with themselves, which is going to directly reflect in how you deal with others.
0: Right. I I always find it interesting to see how people in this field uh, work with their kids when they have struggles or whether, you know, whatever they're going through and to have a younger kid and just try to like echo all the things that you've learned and, all the information that you were able to gather over this journey is pretty incredible because, you know, like I said, you're, you're the start of a new cycle. You're, you know, being able to give a piece of yourself to somebody so young, who's a sponge right now
2: right. is
0: so great because, you know, when she's older, um, assuming she's going to, you know, take whatever you're teaching her and be able to spread it around to her is just so wholesome to me. I had to include yeah. that on there. Cause the the posts that you put up with your daughter sometimes. She she's so precious.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. And I love her. Like, um, I I think what I'm most excited about is when I when I came into my own like understanding of who I was and my abilities, I always was like, what if this was nurtured from the beginning? What if this was like because I've always had it. I I always had it, but I didn't know, you know. So it's like, what if this was nurtured? from the start. And like, that's my biggest hope and intention for her is to help her nurture her ability to build a relationship with herself, making herself number one. Um, And then, I mean, of course, just because you're number one, doesn't mean you put everyone down, Um, but it's just making sure that she's taken care of so she can have that independence and not struggle with codependency or things that I struggled with, right? And ending up in a lot of toxic situations. And then um, also just being able to nurture those psychic abilities so she can have that really spot on intuition and never doubt herself and trust herself and be able to take inspired action and do great things and live her dreams and her passions. Like that's what I'm most excited for. It's like my biggest intention for her.
0: Right. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the things I kind of talked about with, uh, you know, my last podcast is, you know, realizing your potential. So Mm. for, for you to, teach the things that you're teaching her and her being able to realize that potential whenever she does get you know older to understand it it, it's just it's incredible to see how much your kids or child uh pick up on what you teach them because a lot of us have that
1: yeah and you know if you think back to your childhood um and any of you like if everyone thinks back to their childhood And you look at how you behave now. I know that I went through a period is like, wow, I'm acting just like my mom or wow, I'm acting just like my dad. We, we pick up their behaviors. And, you know, a lot of the time, I know for me, I was like, I don't want to be anything like my parents, you know, like, so I, I, it was really a wake up call when I would notice me behaving like them. Right. So I just, that's, I think that knowing that and recognizing that I just want to be the best version of me that I can be. So that Shylan sees that and I'm not saying that I want her to be exactly like me, but I know she's going to pick up my qualities right so if my qualities are something that I stand for and I align with, you know, I'm hoping that for the most part I can give her that too, you know, and I think having a child at least for me it's really good for me to see like, what I need to work on because when she starts acting a certain way I'm like oh I know where she got that from. (laughs) I need
0: to work on that a little bit yeah you know and like I said they're at that age where when they're sponges they start asking you like off the wall questions it's like oh that's right I said that two weeks ago yeah let's let's improve that a little bit (laughs) yeah um and and you said her name was Shylan right
1: Shylan yeah
0: that's an awesome name that's I think that's the first time I've ever heard that name before
1: Yeah, it's a pretty unique name. Um, My father passed away before she was born. And that was actually, he was the beginning. And he's actually, uh, I give him a lot of credit for being where I am now because I didn't really accept his death. So um, when he died, I went on an adventure to find him. And in finding him, I found spirituality. And in finding spirituality, it led to my healing. And, you know, it was just my own personal journey, right? So um, uh, she's named after him. Uh, Shilin is Irish. It means courteous. And my dad's middle name was Curtis, so.
0: Wow, wow, I like that a lot. Thank you for sharing with us. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so do you work with any mental health organizations or attend like any yearly or monthly events to uh, promote your workshops or anything?
1: Um, so I'm definitely working on trying to um, find more outlets that are in that uh, realm and field. Um, But of course, you know, I'm pretty busy um, with where I'm at right now. So as soon as I'm to a point where I can like get more help and expand my research and networking uh, into that, I definitely plan to. But I was actually recently nominated as Power Healer 2022 for a Woman Leads magazine. Um, So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, That article is actually coming out in this month of May uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so, uh, that's actually coming out pretty soon. And I'm really honored because I think that there's like a handful of other women that were also nominated. So, um, that's, I don't know where that's going to lead, but, uh, a lot of those women have actually reached out to me and they want to meet me more. Um, and, and so we're, I think we're all going to collaborate and network. So there's, you know, that event that I was telling you about, uh, before we started our session today, I think, um about this uh or maybe i think i was talking about it in the session i can't remember but the event of like uh this huge mastermind and live event of of healers this could be the start being me being nominated for this power healer journey and and with the other nominees we could all come together and create a, a a really huge live event um for holistic healing strategies because we're all really different but we're all in the same field So I think that that would be really, really cool and powerful because we all have a very unique uh, journey and the way of teaching. So none of us, we we don't feel like we're in competition because none of us are doing the same exact thing. We're all doing things differently, but we all agree with each other and resonate with each other. So I think that that could be really powerful. And that, so that might be something coming up. So we'll see.
0: Congratulations on nomination. That's incredible.
1: Thank you so much. I'm very, very, I'm so, I was, It it was one of those things. It just fell out of my lap. It fell into my lap. I didn't even do anything for it. Like I I started, I met a publisher um, because I'm I'm working on a book. And um, so uh, I met her and I started talking to her and I hadn't even started working with her, but she was so inspired by my story. She submitted it anyways and I got picked.
0: That's, that's so it was awesome.
1: just it was just like another manifestation that I didn't <laughs> even really have to do. The universe kind of handed it to me because of everything else that I was doing. It was it was just really awesome. It was just like meant to be. It was just one of those things. It was just a true magical miracle blessing that just fell out of the sky that I am just like in awe about. So I'm very, very thankful.
0: It, you know, it's it's kind of funny with that, you know, that cliche that goes whatever you put back into the universe or whatever you put in the universe comes back to you. Yes. And it's it's incredible to see how much uh comes back to you when you're on such a positive journey and yeah, yeah helping all is. the people that you do help and you know that's incredible that you got that nomination that's uh you know like I said congratulations again and very excited to see uh you do that event and having all those people come together because I feel I wish more people did that just you know mental health in general because I feel like yeah course, everybody has their different styles and their different ways of helping people, but everybody can get together and make a bigger plan. Like, of course we have NAMI Yeah. and we're cutting off again. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Uh, Of course we have NAMI, you know, of course we have all these other organizations, but you know, I just feel like we can do so much more than Mm -hmm. what's out there right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and it's it's my, it's my intention to, to blow it up to make it possible. Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but, um, it's definitely my intention. It's part of the things that I'm manifesting that this becomes a very known and normal thing. And I am 100% planning to be a part of that movement.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Let me know how that, how that event goes. I'm very excited for you.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Um, do you uh, have any plans to write a book on your teachings or have you, uh, put one out there? Um, so listeners. I'm
1: actually currently writing a book um, that is literally based on exactly what I teach. Um, my intention for this book is going to be, um, it's it's all centered around every single session that I do with my clients. Um, and like, um, so it's basically my intention for it is um, kind of like a do it yourself book um, that is going to be for people that just want to be able to do it and understand it. And also just like a hope inspiring book um, to like show you like what's possible and then to give you like some tips and tricks on how you can make it possible for you, right? So it's going to be like a huge taste and dip into a world of what it would be like to work with me. Also, with my intention of hopefully like you can take the knowledge that you learn from the book and do a lot of it on your own. Um, and then it can just be your choice, whether you want to continue or like in deepen in that with some mentoring or not. But it's my intention to help people um, as much as I can. That's why I have my free group. That's why I do my free trainings, my workshops. And then um, that's why I'm writing this book is because I want to, I want to help people as much as I can. Like, obviously, like it, it it costs money to work with me like privately. Right. But like as much as I can, I want to get as much information out there for people to do it on their own that can't afford it. Because I totally understand that I've been there. Um, at the beginning of my healing journey, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford a coach or a mentor. So um, I, I I really appreciated all the free webinars and workshops and things like that. So that is the kind of coach that I always wanted to be once I realized I was going to be a coach. It's like, I want to give value before they even know who the hell I am. Right. Like, I want them to know what they can do. So I want I want them to be so blown away by what I provide for free that they're like, I got to know who this is and I got to get a, a in contact with her. You know what I mean? Like that's just, right. that's always my intention. So like, um and that's, and it's, it's working so far. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. So yes, that book will be, I plan to actually have the book completed by the first week of May. So as long as you're following me, um, you can follow me at facebook.com slash uh, holistic healer, Heather or YouTube holistic healer, Heather. Those are my two main platforms. So if you can add me or follow me, um, you will see my book very, very soon. Um, so it's not out. I don't even have a title for it yet, but it's almost complete, um, it, and it will be complete. I my my deadline is, that I've given myself is the first week of May. So it'll be it'll be out there very, very, very soon.
0: Very nice. I'm gonna have to pick that up as soon as it comes out, and have awesome. to bring you back on here for it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so are your life coaching and energy healing sessions, female-based, or do you have some se- sessions aimed for everybody? I think you already kind of answered that one where you have a little bit of everything. Um, so this one is kind of a little far-fetched. Uh, it's kind of an in-depth question. Um, so I saw that you did have a tough experience with therapy, you know, like we talked about earlier where, uh, everybody just sometimes just doesn't seem like they're in it for the sake of mental health or helping people. Right. Um, in which I try to preach in every podcast that therapy, you know, it's not, it's not for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. when you get your clients, uh, how in depth do you go with trauma? I know for a lot of people, it's tough to even talk a little about, uh, what we as humans struggle with. I know you said you dig a little bit, but like, I know there's like levels of trauma. Right.
1: Right. So, um, so this kind of goes back to like what I stand for as a trauma coach and, um, not and making sure to the best of my ability that my clients don't have to relive their painful experiences. So like I said, I'm gonna kind of just repeat myself a little bit here. Like I meet my clients where they are and I I'm kind of in that masculine energy. Like I have the feminine touch where I listen, I nurture, I do these things right for support, but I'm masculine in my approach of okay, this is how it is. Like we're going to learn this today. We're going to exercise this today. And if things come up as we're learning, we deal with it. We dive into it. But I'm like, sessions are not designed to pull things out. Sessions are designed to get you to look inward. I'm kind of holding a mirror each session to help you see yourself and understand yourself in a loving, fun, joyful way. Um, But sometimes things, challenges, pain can come up with that, right? Because it's like, when we're trying to see ourselves with love, sometimes that hate or those painful voices or memories come up. And then when they come up, that's what we have to work through. But that's why it's so powerful. And it's actually working to heal because we're working with what is is on the surface first before we ever get to the root, right? And then it's like the, the, what's on the surface finally starts to come up and it leads us to the root. And then we can heal it almost instantly. Like, I don't want to say instantly, like, You'll be healed tomorrow, but it's a very quick process when we can find the root cause. Right, and we only find the root cause when we when we go through these learnings and teachings, and we allow the surface to kind of rise and we dig there. We don't try to break it all open and find the root cause. That's just not how it works, in my opinion, in my experience. Um, which is so like I'm not against therapy. I did therapy myself. I loved my therapist. The thing is with therapy, for me. She didn't teach me any tools to overcome. It was an hour a week of me just talking about how I was feeling and what I was going through. And she was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. You're valid. And um, like, uh, you know, but it wasn't like like she wasn't helping me move through it. She was just listening to me. She was just a safe place to talk. So it's like, maybe not all therapists are like that, but that's just been my experience with therapy. Right. So it's like, meanwhile, I loved her. She was great. She was very nice. I could have been with her easily for four or five years and not gotten anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of my clients are expressing to me. If they've tried therapy, they're like, I've been with my therapist for five years and you know, I love her to death, but I feel like I'm not moving. And then they get with me for three months and their whole life is flipped around because they finally moved forward and they learned tools to move forward and they weren't just talking about their problems. They were doing something about Absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely, And, you know, I, I've i had a total of three, three therapists so far. You know, I um, had one when I was in New Jersey and she was terrific. Um, when I moved back down to Florida, um, I got with a therapist, only had two sessions with her. Um, she immediately pushed medicine. You know, of course that stigma of, of pills and be like you know if you don't take this you're not going to feel better um and then by the second session i had my first anxiety attack and she basically cut me off mid venting and said that that's all we have for today and i stopped going to her and i found the therapist that i have now i've almost been with her two years Mm -hmm. terrific human being has helped me you know celebrate holidays again has helped me learn how to talk to my parents when they are the way that they are. And like you said, you know, some people just don't have that experience with therapists. And whenever I've had people come to me about therapy and tell me all the things that, you know, are pretty stigmatized in today's society. Like if I see a therapist, they're going to judge me. If I see a therapist, they're going to push medicine on me. The the most important thing I feel like, you know, with your sessions, I feel like would also be true as well is, is pacing. If you don't pace yourself on what you want to touch on, like you said, taking certain steps to heal, healing's right. not going to happen. While venting is great for us, I could tell you my whole life story right now and I wouldn't feel better because I've done it a million right. times, like you said. But right. if you're not taking steps throughout your healing process after talking about what you're struggling with, nothing's going to get better. Right. And with your line of work is terrific because you're not asking somebody to be like, Oh, how does this make you feel? You know? uh, Okay. Have you ever tried medicine? Have you ever done this and give you the affirmations that you need for that whole five minutes and affirmations are terrific, but affirmations don't help everybody. You can't just tell somebody you're a terrific person. You're doing great. Okay. Yeah. Good for 10 Um, minutes.
1: Yeah. Tony Robbins, actually one of my mentors, Tony Robbins. Um, he said, uh, affirmations are good but um they you can't lie to yourself you can't be like i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy your brain's gonna be like you're full of shit and uh and then uh you're just gonna feel worse actually so sometimes using affirmations it actually can make things worse so a tip for affirmations at least that has really helped me is i started asking why am i happy yeah and then your brain, because your brain likes questions, right? So when you ask yourself a positive question, you're going to search for positive answers, right? So if I ask myself, "Why am I happy?" Oh, I'm alive. Oh, there's trees. Oh, the ocean. Oh, my animals. Oh, my daughter. Oh, <laughs> we start to find all these reasons. Oh, like why I'm happy, and then it proves to us, oh, actually, I think I might be happy, right? And then we can say, "I am happy," like right? It, it becomes the affirmative when we answer the question of why is this true. Search for the evidence for it
0: to be taken. right. And, and you know, it's it's also important to have that emotional intelligence about the things that you're struggling with too. You know, again, awareness, like we talked about a couple of times before. If you're not aware of your struggles, you're not aware of the harm you're causing to yourself and around people around you, you're never going to heal from those trauma. You're never gonna heal right. from what you struggle with. And a lot of people, I feel like, have trouble just admitting what they're struggling with. So it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, you can use healing, but if you don't know what you need to address in your life, you're never going to heal. Right. Um, so before at the end of every session, I like to read a quote to everybody just to just, you know, give that positive vibe out to everybody. So this one it was posted on Twitter, it doesn't really have an author on it, but it's from uh, Dasha, she is a financial activist. Um, I don't think our generation is sensitive at all. I think we understand that a lot of what has been normalized while growing up is toxic, humiliating and traumatizing, and we are just choosing not to repeat it. And I think that echoes perfectly on breaking the cycle that we brought up in this session. And yes. Um, before we go and end today's session, can you uh, just one more time, give everybody some of your socials where they can follow you?
1: Yep. Yep. So my two main platforms um, are Facebook and YouTube. So facebook.com slash holistic healer Heather. And then on YouTube, my channel name is holistic healer Heather. Um, and then of course, once you find my um, Facebook, Um, I do have a free Facebook group. It is at this time only for women, um, that might change in the future. Um, uh, but it is, uh, the Facebook group is called anxiety and trauma recovery, female warriors. So, um, if you guys want to join that group, you can join there, follow me or add me on Facebook and, um, follow me on YouTube. Uh, especially if you are male and you're interested in working with me, like, please reach out to me. Um, but everything that all my trainings that I post in my private group I post directly to my YouTube channel so that my male followers can go see my stuff and and I always offer them my free things too like you know Chris you know you've gotten a lot of my stuff uh so it's it's available for everyone it's just the group setting is private for women but everything that I post in there it's directly like available for anyone and everyone and I put it on YouTube too to make it uh, public and possible for everyone to see it
0: Absolutely. I will uh, get those links from you as soon as we end today's session. And I'll post that in the description of the podcast. Um, For my listeners, this podcast drops on Tuesday, and I believe that is May 3rd. Um, So thank you again, Heather, so very much for being on today's podcast. And for our listeners, make sure to take care of each other, be there for one another and be gentle with yourself.